Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Last week, on two occasions, we talked to the staff of Debenhams. Now, again, I want to point out, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Hopefully, most of us and most of the 1.07 people, uh, million people, should I say, 1.07 million people who are collecting some sort of benefit at the moment from the state, which is a shocking figure, isn't it, when you think about it? It's probably a third of the working population of this country at the moment are currently claiming a benefit from the state. Um, Hopefully, most of those will get their jobs back. Uh, depending, I suppose, on how long this goes on for. But Debenham staff are pretty sure they're not going to get their jobs back. Uh, so much so, uh, they were let go, and they believe they were let go, go under the veil of COVID-19. It was quite nasty, quite sly. Uh, we spoke to them last week in relation to how they were let go and the fact they were stacking, packing Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff. We said we'd stay on the case in relation to it. They organised a protest for today for both Cork and Dublin, and we're going to speak to those resp- responsible. Uh, I did speak to them a little bit earlier on about 20 minutes ago or so, because the protest was between 11 and 12 o'clock. But unfortunately, and actually I'll tell you what, I'll let it explain itself. I first spoke uh, to one of the protesters in Cork, Vivian O'Regan. Good afternoon to you, Vivian, or good morning good to you, should I say. Or good morning. It good is, morning. it's morning time. We're all forgetting what time of the day it is, for God's sake. No, what day it is. <laughs> Absolutely. I can see all the car horns are, are beeping in the background there. They're obviously yeah, all supporting you. great support, yeah. Okay, and just, we, we've, we're going to be talking to Jane as well, uh, Jane Crow too, in relation to this. I mean, have you heard any updates since we spoke to you all last week? No, nothing really, I, I, to be honest with you. Oh, we just had, um, Mandate had a meeting with our own shop, Stuart, um, and with the uh, Debenhams Ireland, but actually it wasn't a questions and answers meeting, it was more of information about how everything came about. Right, okay. It's a and, bit of a sub story, really. And have they come back? Because as far as I know, they had promised to come back to you the start of this week, which would have been yesterday. Have they come back to you with any resolve whatsoever? No, nothing. All right. Nothing. But, and I suppose the main issue for everybody here is that not just, the, you know, it seems the quite nasty way that you were let go and the way that I suppose the COVID-19 seems to be used as a way to let you go, but it was also the fact that you're now stuck with two weeks per year, uh, you know, from the government, um, obviously yeah, redundancy. Yeah, taxpayer. Yeah, yeah. whereas I, I imagine a staff who had been there before and had been let go before would have got probably five to six weeks. They would have, yeah. I mean, there was... Definitely about two sets of redundancies that they would have got an awful lot more. And like I'm, I'm, I'm there 27 years. It's my one and only job. Right. Okay. And how, 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 how are you feeling? I mean, because obviously, just to remind people, the way you were told about this last week by email, yeah. and the initial email you got gave a very positive sign that they were going to put the UK stores in administration, but you guys were safe. Everything was grand. Yeah, the company was, was being two refinanced. Days previously, before yeah. we got told our bad news that we were going straight into liquidation. Yeah. Now, for those, by the way, who are a little bit they're thinking today, oh, why are they out protesting at a time like this? And we're all supposed to be keeping our distance. Unnecessary journeys. Clearly, it's a necessary journey. You're not too far from your homes. And you're all social distancing there yeah, as well. Yeah, we, we really, we, 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 we did put the plan in place. It is planned very well. Like, we're, we have the social distances. We all have the gloves. Um, we have the mask. Um, so, and then we have, as you can hear in the background, we have a car parade. Yeah. And we also have a virtual protest as well, on, you know, on all the social media platforms. So we're sharing pictures and that. So, I mean, 
Like it is cool. I'm I, I'm looking at some of the pictures already that have been sent to me, and I can see all the all the banners that you have as well. I mean, what yeah. you're hoping for, I suppose, is Debenhams to come back to you because look, Debenhams are still trading online. Uh, they still have money. Obviously, there was a lot of capital in the Irish stock, and I'm supposed that's up to the administrators to sort out where that cash goes. We obviously know that Bank of Ireland, of course, are involved as an investor as well there too. So you yeah. know, we do have some level of responsibility. Um, but the minister hasn't come back from you. I know you're getting quite a lot of support from Sinn Fein as well. We spoke to Dahi Doolan here last week. Like we even have the support of the um, John Chee and the Cork Lord Mayor here today. Right. Okay. We have Mick Barry, TD. So, like, like we're getting good backing, but we just hope, you know, right. even the government would stand well, in. You know, normally, normally I would say to everybody, I want everybody to go down there and get behind you, but I can't say that today because I don't want to encourage anybody to go down there and support you today, unfortunately. No, no, I mean, like, we, we totally understand that. We totally understand But if you that. are driving by, I would encourage people to beep their horns, uh, you know, and flash their lights or do whatever it is if you are driving past and give your support, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, just, I mean, it's our livelihood at absolutely. the end of the day, you know. Absolutely. Like when, we, when everyone returns to normal, and we hope, and we hope we all return to normal, we have no normal to return to. Yeah, well, and that's. I know a lot of Irish people are out of work at the moment, but hopefully most of those will get their job back. Unfortunately, you know yeah. now that you won't be getting your you job won't. back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm really yeah. sorry to hear that. And it's it's not just a job for you because when you're with a company for so long, it becomes your life, it becomes your routine, it becomes your schedule, your best friends, it's your social life, it's everything, really, isn't it? It is. It is, as you say. They're like a second family. You know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's people uh, even up to 45, 50 years there. That's right, yeah. I mean, I've, so, I've heard of some families, you know, where you'd have a mother, daughter, son, all working there. You know, families yeah, yeah, working yeah. there. And, and like even people met inside there. Even going back to Roach's day, people met, met there. They got married. Children, That's right, yeah. Their children are like so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, very sad day. Well, look, the best of luck to everybody there at the protest. You have Thank my you. support and you have everybody here Thanks at Classic Kids support. I really right. appreciate that. Thank you. All Take right. care. Thanks very much, okay. Vivian. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. On the line is a shop steward and another staff member of Debenhams who's been there for quite a substantial amount of time. Jane Crow joins me. And Jane, of course, we spoke to last week. Jane, just to give people a bit of an update again on what's going on. We're going to talk about the protest in a second. Have you heard anything? Is there any updates? Any updates at all? Uh, no, there was a, a, a fax sheet came out earlier on with just information on it, but um, we were supposed to hear from the liquidators yesterday. They told us that on Friday they would be all in touch with all of us yesterday, and we've yet to receive any information off them. And what about Mandate? Have they come back to you at all? Oh, yes, yes. We're in, ma- in touch with Mandate all the time. Yes, yes. And, and, and how are they getting on? Have they had any updates or have they had any progress at all? Uh, no, no. They're, they're getting stonewalled as well. Um, so yesterday they sent off more emails to the CEO, the directors of Ireland um, and the liquidators, which is KPMG. So uh, they're, what are they, they're is, that the, is that the same? No, I think he's gone. There was a CEO there, wasn't there, made redundant recently, who probably earned, or got a nice redundancy package of maybe a half a million before he went. Um, so, I mean, that's no, not the no, same. No, that was a, that was a diff, that's a different CEO. Oh, was it? Okay, said, okay. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't complete his contract. Right. And uh, as a result, his name was uh, Sergio, Sergio Bercher. Uh, he got um, a, ni- he got he a nice got, handshake as he was going, didn't he? he? £700,000 yes. going. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and unfortunately they can't pay redundancy to the workers who've been there for 20 and 30, 40 years. Um, no, okay, so no. you're outside protesting today. To clarify for people again, you're, you're protesting, but obviously keeping your social distance. I mean, it's a difficult time. We know we are bending the social distancing rules, but I think in fairness to everybody, where they would appreciate why you're doing that because you have to have an outlet to air your grievance against this company, I suppose. Yes, we do have to have an outlet. Uh, the protest was for 11 o'clock. We had a grid drawn up of where we would stand six feet apart or two metres apart from each other. Well done. Uh, yep. Those that wanted masks, I had masks with me for those. We have uh, gloves with us. Um, but unfortunately, the Gardaí have moved us on. They will not let us stand and protest outside the Henry Street store. They won't let you protest? No, no. The superintendent has moved us on. Oh, and no. And said it's non-essential. And I explained to him that it is essential. It is their livelihoods and their living. It is of essential. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, no, please move on before I'm forced to take your name. Oh, no. That is yes, very yes. disappointing. Now, obviously, Vivian and, Par- Vivian and Patrick Street has a completely different um, attitude down there. Even the Lord Mayor is supporting them down there. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. Yeah, the Lord Mayor has been out supporting them. I know some of the local uh, TDs have been out to support them as well or have given them their support. I know they're doing a virtual online protest and also uh, the cars going by as well. You know, you can hear them beeping and fantastic. everything else. So uh, that's great. I, but in se- I am so, so disappointed that on Garda Shea on this particular occasion i understand the law is the law and i do appreciate that but in saying that you know i mean it's not like you're interfering with anybody you're keeping your social distance i think that's taking the law too literally and i think that's a, a slightly outrageous to be honest with you yes yeah and i wouldn't mind now now it's not like the street is empty i'm actually down in moore street at the minute and you would not believe the amount of people walking around yeah it's it's phenomenal that they just wouldn't let us do and we were social distanced and we had it we had it all mapped out we knew exactly what we were doing being safe and they just moved us on so he said to you that the guard uh, and was this just a, a guard or was it a sergeant or an inspector that actually came up to talk to no, us no this was a superintendent superintendent he okay had the red lapel thing on and uh, he told me to move on it was non-essential when and I how many of you how many of you were there at that stage there was uh, eight of us. Eight of us, at all of us. a good distance apart, because I've seen the photographs. These are all a good yeah. distance apart from each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, you know, just there with your placards and everything else. So he came over and he said, you need to move on. And if you don't, what, what did he say? If, uh, if you don't move on, uh, I'll be forced to take your name. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm very disappointed yes, to hear that. Now, and I, and I understand. I understand that's the law currently at the moment. But in yes. saying that, you know, the, the Garda Commissioner has said it himself that the guards should use their discrepancy and they should use their common sense when dealing with people. You're clearly not doing it to break the law. You're clearly doing it responsibly. And you're clearly doing it because you've lost your job, like many others in Debenhams, and you want exactly. to protest and you feel you have the exactly. right to do that. And, and if I was to give my name, that may, ha- that may prevent me getting a job in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm actually standing here now and we have a guard on a push bike coming down to us and another one walking because we're, we're just walking down um, Moore Street now. Okay. And yes, there he is now telling them all to move off. So the guards are moving you out and is he doing it there the now at the moment? Yeah. Us now. He's telling us it's the last warning. We are, are all about 10 feet apart oh actually down the street 
and it's the last that is that so us. disappointing because Absolutely. the people of Ireland supported the Garda Síochána when they were looking for their um, extras and they're looking for their cash back not so long ago yeah. and we supported yeah. the Garda Síochána as we supported the nurses and every other uh, frontline member of staff and they're doing a wonderful job but to think that you know in the circumstances that you're in that they wouldn't allow you to do this I find it yeah. quite baffling and, and it'd be different if there was a hundred of you there all close exactly, together exactly yeah. there's about eight of us and they're act- we're actually moving we're not just standing, we're moving. And they're only addressing us. They're not addressing all the other people on the street. They're only addressing us. Oh my. Well, look, we're going to have to look into that and find out exactly why that's been happening because I think that's completely wrong. Uh, as, I get, as I do, I do understand the law is the law and everything else, but the guards have been told to use a level of common sense in relation to the law and how they enforce that law. Yes. yes. Because you, you, do have a con- you, do, you, st- you still do have a constitutional right to peaceful protest. Yes. You yes. know? So I, yeah, I'm very disappointed. Superintendent is there now, looking down at me. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I lo- I'm really sorry to hear that. Okay, yeah, but but yeah. going back to obviously for everybody's point of view in Debenhams, the main reason for this is that you don't, guys, after twenty, thirty, forty years, you don't want to be stuck with two weeks redundancy. You want to get a fair five or six week, which is what most people would have got in any redundancy package in Debenhams yeah. recently. Yeah. Of course. I mean, in the last ten years, they have paid out six. Six weeks. Yeah. You know, um, we don't want the state or the taxpayer to be stuck with this bill. Yeah, of they course. Have, they have just left the country and want the taxpayer to pick up this bill. Well, and we already went down that road with Clearies and we said, we, we went down that road with Clearies and we said it'd never happen again, you know, but it exactly. did. Exactly. And, and you know, it's, it's the, what is the government doing about it? What did they put in place? What do they think about the fact that Debenhams have said, let the taxpayer pay this? You know, we've yeah. had no response from the government regarding that. Right, okay, okay. Um, where are the guards now? Are you, are you still kind of walking away from them? I'm walking away, yes. I'm Sounds like you're dodging them. Towards Henry Street. I know, it's like a spy story, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I find that really unfortunate that you weren't allowed to have, you know, a half an hour, just a peaceful protest, standing there silently, keeping your social distance with your placards just to get, obviously, and the reason you're doing it is not because people can see it, because unfortunately there's nobody out. The main reason is to get a bit of publicity, I suppose, to get a media attention to highlight the issue, and that's really why you're doing it. That's it, exactly, yeah. Well, look, I'm glad we could give you that bit of media attention. And I know we gave okay. it to you last week too, and, and it's a pleasure Brilliant. to do it. And time you need any more media attention, you just let us know. All right, Jane? Yeah, yeah, will do. All right, Thank listen, Jane, much. good luck. And good luck with Thank the Garda Connor there. We're going to follow that up as well and find out what's okay, going on there. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Jane. Bye. And uh, we did actually send, that was about a half an hour ago, we did send an email to the Garda Press Office to try and endeavour to find out why they were moving them and why they weren't using their discretion. Um, I suppose in this particular occasion, certainly exceptions could be made. I mean, to some degree, I mean, we talk about in the ads, you'll hear it all the time, you know, it says that we almost stay at home, we almost keep us to social distance, you know, um, make, not make unnecessary journeys. Uh, but there are exceptions. It clearly says that in the ad. There are exceptions. And the exceptions to that are something that we consider to be important. Important, as long as, of course, it's done under the government guidelines. Now, joining me on the line as well is the Lord Mayor of Cork, uh, Councillor John Sheen, who was mentioned, by the way, there by uh, Jane, I think it was, or Vivian, I mentioned earlier on Vivian O'Regan in Cork, uh, that he supported the protest. Uh, John, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Uh, John, I, two different, completely different scenes. I spoke to Vivian down in Cork at the protest. Everything was going great. They got great support from passerbys and their cars, beeping their horns. You guys were supporting them. I know people before Profit were supporting them as well. And then I go back to, you know, Jane in Dublin and the guards are moving them off the street. Yeah, and I, I think I just listened to that and it, it sounds very disappointing. I have to say the guards in Cork were, were, were excellent. Um, you know, there was about 40, 50 workers outside. They were all 
physically distanced from each other. The guards were informed beforehand. The guards were there. They were across the road and, you know, just keeping an eye on things to make sure there was no traffic obstructions or anything like that. The media were there. Some of the local politicians and TDs were there to show support. And the whole thing was done in but a that, very... That's the purpose. Of, the purpose of it was clearly to get media attention because clearly we're not really going to get the public's attention because there's not that many people around. So we understand that. And, and thankfully they got that. I'm sure they've been on most radio stations today and they were last week as well. And it's to highlight this issue, which we said would never happen again after Cleary's closed down. But here it is happening again. And realistically, I suppose they're in a catch-22, aren't they, John? What can be done for them? They, they are, and to be honest with you, the way they've been treated is disgraceful. I mean, you know, I talked to Deplorable. workers this morning who, you know, they're 30 years, and to get an email to say after 30 years, you can't even go in and get your stuff from your locker, you're gone, contact social welfare to see what they can do for you. That's no way, as a society, we should be treat, you know, uh, treating people. And for them, just to wash their hands of it and walk away is completely unacceptable. You know, there was people getting emotional this morning when I was talking to them. You know, these are their friends, their colleagues. It's a, it's a way of life. It's one of those iconic department stores, you know, that people remember going into as kids. Um, you know, mm-hmm. well, the, Roaches, the original Roaches stores, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, for, for, for it's probably the biggest department store in the city centre in Cork City. And for it suddenly just to, you know, close because it suits corporate sort of UK, Ireland, uh, close all their stores without consulting the workers, without talking to them, without, as you said, you know, uh, offering them a redundancy package, working with them. I'm probably using the COVID crisis as a reason to sort of... Well, I think, it was, I, think, I think it was very obvious what they did here. They used the COVID crisis so they wouldn't get too much attention. And, and But unfortunately, that's backfired a little bit because in fairness to the staff, they've rallied together quite well and managed to get quite a lot of media attention. I know it was on 6-1 News as well last night and we covered it here last week and again today. And I'm sure some of the Cork radio stations were covering it this morning as well, the protest. Although I'd like to think they would be giving them the support anyway as well. Uh, but I mean, really, I mean, I suppose what, they, what they're asking now is, I suppose... Is they're looking for the Minister for Employment to get in there and do something for them. Realistically, they're stuck with two weeks for every year they've worked, if they've worked there for 30 years. That's not really a satisfactory package to be leaving with after losing your livelihood, is it? No, it certainly isn't. And I think, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, we saw what happened with Clearies. So we need more robust legislation so that companies can't sort of subdivide their 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 different sections and then sort of hive off one of them and then moves out of town. Um, that's not acceptable. These are big, high-profile names, but I'm sure we're going to get smaller ones that will happen over the next few months as, you know, we all, as the economy takes a hit from, from, from the current crisis. So we need, if it requires emergency legislation or if it requires some, something like that, the full powers so that companies can't, you know, get out of town without treating their workers with respect and dignity. You know, these are people who kept the well, stores well, well, going. Well, particularly hard. in Debenham's case, where they're still trading online, uh, which is quite bizarre that it's very difficult for staff to say, who've lost their jobs to have, a, you know, to see them advertising that they're trading online and still taking money in, and they don't have the money allegedly to pay the staff. But well, I think what's, what's upsetting me more today, I'll be honest with you, is I knew about the protests because they emailed us the press release sort of during the week. They spoke to the guards, as they did in Cork, um, and they organised it. And yes, the, the superintendent comes down, and she clearly said it was a superintendent. She said, as you can hear her there in the audio, there was two guards on bicycles now pushing them away, telling them to move on. I find that really, really disturbing and upsetting. I, I, I'd agree with you. And also, when you think the numbers there weren't huge, we had 40, 50 in Cork. You know, Jane was saying they maybe had six, eight people um, in, in, in Dublin. Yeah, you know, 
that's not a huge number. That's very easy to manage. I mean, it's no, not going to block crowds. No, absolutely. It's, it's no, I, I, I mean, I, I have to say, I, I'm very disappointed because I know Drew Harris did say last week on the news that the Gardaí would use their discretion and they would use their common sense in, in enacting these particular laws, the emergency legislation that's been put in currently at the moment because it is advisory legislation, by the way. It's very, as you know, the guards can't actually arrest somebody immediately. They can get, offer somebody the opportunity to comply and do what they're told and go home, for example, uh, as they did in this particular case. The them to leave or they're going to take their names but I, but I just I think like everybody else I you would have to condemn that John that, that behaviour from the guards because I mean I know it's the law but I mean there's 10 people keeping their distance at a very historical time for them and a necessary period of time for them I mean according to the law unless it's a necessary journey this is necessary this is their livelihoods and, yeah. and they needed to get that attention and I think if somebody took a constitutional challenge there, under the constitution of the country, they have a right to a peaceful protest, no matter what the state of emergency happens to be, as long as they do it under the government guidelines. Yeah, it shows a lack of common sense and discretion, to be honest with you. I mean, this was, you know, these are hardworking people. These are people who just lost their job. You, You should show some empathy and common sense. They did it in Cork. I don't know why they didn't. Yeah, why, why couldn't the guards just stand across the road? Yeah. Two guards, you know, it's not, you know, I mean, there's not too much going on in the city at the moment. So two guards just stand across the road and just keep an eye on the situation and make sure everybody is staying within the guidelines. They're only going to be there for half an hour. Yeah, absolutely. It's not Christmas Eve. Town isn't crawling with people. No, the there's moment, nobody around. You know? Yeah, you know. Um, I, you know, they did it in Cork. I can't understand why, why, why that happened. It strikes just completely heavy-handed and they just got it wrong. Be perfectly frank. All right. Well, look. Uh, hopefully, you'll be there for them. And I know uh, Mick Barry has mentioned he'll be there for them. And I know a lot of Sinn Fein, Chris Andrews, uh, and Dahi Doolan. We spoke to him last week. Are all supporting them. And, and hopefully, Mandate uh, will get their get sorted out and get them help them get sorted out or get something better than the standard two weeks. As they appreciate you coming on the air today. Thanks. Thanks, thanks very much, indeed, Councillor uh, Lord Mayor, Councillor in Cork, uh, John Sheehan. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.